welcome to the nitty gritty with our special guest, Drew and Cameron. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we're uh, we're doing a little recap episode. Been a little while because people really want to know what we think. It's not because we don't have a guest today. Okay, it's because we don't have a guest today. <laughs> but it's been a while, and so and there's a lot going on in both of our lives, right? There's a there's lot, a lot of BS going on in the world. So we figured we'd have plenty to talk about. And, you know, we're entertaining people. I don't know if Andrew's in the mood to be here, though. He fe- he looks stressed and tired. It's been a long week. Stoic is normal for Andrew, but this he's doing a lot of the, like, eye rubbing, just like, ugh. So what's that about? Can I ask? Tell the world. It's been busy. We got lots of stuff going on. Just, is that a good thing? It's a really good thing. It's just, I mean, we normally do these early in the week, right? Right. It's a yeah, fr- that's it, true. It's a late Friday afternoon. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It's like that, I'm just done. That we're here, so... It's a good point. Yeah, I mean, it's just it's, it's been a busy week. We've had we've had a lot of fun stuff going on in the business world. That's been very. Can we talk about time. it? We can talk about a lot of it. Yeah. How many new businesses do you have right now? Three. Holy crap! <laughs> so that's thirty-seven, thirty-eight, thirty-nine. So thirty-nine companies. No, I was kidding. <laughs> it's hard for me to keep up. He is. He can uh, do many things at once. So what? Can we talk about them or no? Yeah. In fact, one of them this last week we worked with abby Ares. oh really yeah see I, I wonder if people think i'm just like pitching you up like just on my wife and children i really have no clue <laughs> what's going on with andrew so me asking him about his businesses isn't just like me giving him free press or whatever you call it it's me literally wanting to know so yeah just wanted to clarify that so with abby so if, if you've followed her she's had like all those health issues that she's been trying to diagnose right and it was probably two months ago that i saw that she had posted something about needing a hearing aid huh and i have a friend who oh it's he and i have probably been kind of brainstorming ideas for like two plus years and he kind of went all in last year so he quit his job and went all in on the hearing aid space really Uh uh-huh and the whole idea is just kind of disrupting the model where you're having to go into a clinic to get AIDS. And he's been able to develop a- hearing, hearing aids. aids. Sorry. Was, yeah. Not financial aid or mental or, aid. Or AIDS. <laughs> or the disease. <laughs> like going to a clinic to get AIDS? Oh, man. Um, but he's a- he figured out a way to basically bring like the top audiologists of the nation in the nation right to your living room. And so anyways, I connected Abby and my buddy and we're actually going to have him on the podcast as soon as things kind of get up a little bit more, but basically set them up. He fit her for hearing aids and it was crazy. I I think we had, I mean, she obviously has quite the following. They're super engaged with her. I mean, she's had so many people reach out and, ask what's going on. Wow. So his company is called Earlux. So she did a story last Wednesday. And I think the numbers like there was over 3000 people. Holy crap. That ended up going to the website to like to get more information that were oh. just kind of checking it out. So that's the difference. It's not like a new technology. It's just convenience. Like, so there's new technology. I mean, there's no, Easy answer is, yeah, it's convenience. I mean, there's the technology is there, but it's never been used the way he's using it. Okay. And, but it's it's more of the process. But the biggest thing is they can do everything in your house. Like even like the follow-up. So like the audiologist, if you get on like a, it's through a special app, but you can basically FaceTime your doctor. Right. And when you're on the phone, he can take over control of your hearing aids and make adjustments remote live. Whoa. So you could be like, hey, this is happening. She's so like, hold on. Deek, 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 deek. He makes a couple of adjustments and all of a sudden, like you're hearing perfect again. Jeez. So actually, we actually just fit Kent for some hearing. Really? This week. Yeah. You know, hearing is one of those things where it's probably the last thing people finally like go get tested for. Like, So the number is it they're takes- They're just used to saying, what? So what? It what? takes people seven years yeah. to actually go and like get hearing aids. See, and I, I'm saying what a lot. Like I think- It'd be so interesting to test my hearing because I think it's probably gone to crap, but hearing aids are so like, 
not noticeable anymore that oh, you i get, mean getting them younger who cares yeah if you can hear better it'd be awesome yeah so like three-ish weeks ago i kind of jumped in head first with him with earlux uh-huh. and have kind of helped do just the whole money side some, some some of that like we're working on financing deals so people can have like a monthly payment plan right. instead of just paying it all out of pocket i have the person to set you up with yeah blake wakefield yep yes <laughs> i'm involved finally i'm involved so but yeah so i mean so it's been tons of fun but it's been a lot of work yeah just because it's a new startup it's exciting and it's, oh it's so much fun dang like on the drive over we were on a call with people like getting equipment for like a studio that we're going to have like videography and stuff right. like that getting set up so wow. and so abby's noticed a big difference oh yeah it's crazy. she cried probably like five times oh my gosh that's amazing just kind of like i i don't I didn't ever realize how much I wasn't hearing. Wow. You know, or not understanding. I'm sure so many people say that. Like I said, I guarantee I'd say that. It's like your eye, you know, when your eyes go to crap, that's something that you generally kind of go like, okay, enough's enough. I'm going to go get my eyes tested because it really affects your day to day. But we probably, you know, people that have had any hearing loss probably don't even realize that they have it. And, yeah, it's like putting glasses on for the first time when your eyes are going to crap. It's just like, whoa. Yeah. I was missing out on so much. Yeah, it's it's been it's been fun learning kind of the ins and outs of that world. Right. But the number of people who have hearing aids that need them, it's under 20%. Like people who have like Jeez. diagnosed hearing loss, less than 20% actually wear hearing aids. Holy crap. And do I need to remind people of a quiet place? Oh no. We should all have hearing aids. <laughs> Just in case those freaky ass aliens come at some point. <laughs> oh man! So yeah, so that's been keeping me super busy. Other stuff. Well, but what about you? I mean, the whole Corona thing—we're getting spikes again. I don't even want to talk about it. <laughs> I, I get so pissed off. Yeah, like restaurant side. I'm. It's funny. I read something we were just talking about it earlier, but I read something that said of the like it said over a hundred thousand restaurants have gone out of business and will be gone forever. But it's two hundred and thirty billion in losses and counting, and um, the prediction is is if things keep going the way they are, which everything in the news is saying we're going to like move backwards now, they're saying forty percent of the remaining restaurants will be gone forever by January. We're in okay shape. I mean, we're I don't know. Should I talk about numbers? Like how much I've lost or or maybe people don't care. Whatever you want. It's a high number though. I mean, we're okay just because, you know, we save money every month and always have. Like we don't have debt. We yeah. don't have a, it, it, it's, but. Well, but you've had the drive. Like you've been able to adapt. We've done some like adapting. Imagine if you didn't have helped. the drive-through. Oh, it'd be, you'd, you'd, you know, you'd, the drive-through is not as busy as you think not anymore right but, but it, it was the only thing that it. saved me in the beginning but it's the catering that's really killing us yeah i mean it's like compared to last year we're i mean we're way below my first year open yeah. and luckily we're just in a financially sound position and we'll be able to weather that but i can't even imagine some of these and this is just my industry let alone i mean there's so many other ones and so when i hear the news i just i don't know I have such a, I go so back and forth. Like we sat down with Spencer Cox, Lieutenant Governor Cox, and I was on board with the masks and everything. But lately I find myself just going, you know, it doesn't match up. I feel like we just freak out over a number in the last two days. It's like 900 something. And now today's like 1100 new cases. But all the people I know that have it aren't sick. They just have it. And I just, I'm so, like, the way the news is sounding, I feel like they're going to pump the brakes and make us go back into quarantine mode. And I don't think we can afford it. Like, mental health. Anyway, so it's just, I'm freaking out about it because I feel like we need to, I don't know, I just want people to look around and go, look, it's out here. We do our best. Like, stick with the mask thing. Yeah. A lot of it's students. My biggest frustration with all of it is the media yes and it's just fear 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 and here's the thing it's easy to blame them but they're just 
but the hard answer is they're just doing their job. Well, and we force them to be the way they're being. Exactly. Because if they don't say red alert, red alert, like gov- the governor yesterday, it kind of pissed me off. He's like, red flag warning. Yeah. At the beginning of his tweet, I'm like, okay, settle down. But if he didn't say that, but yes. But who, then who reads his you tweet? You read his responses, <laughs> yeah. and everyone's like, how dare you not have a mandate and close this and close that? And it's like, look, people. Like at some point we have to just deal with it and live a normal life because we just can't, our kids can't handle it. Like the businesses can't, I mean, the economy can't handle it. It's just the, the my biggest frustration is I still haven't found like true data. <laughs> exactly. Like, like even when you want to, and this is true on everything we're going with. Right. On everything, like Everything is so... What do you mean? Like every like Black Lives Matter movement? Like yeah. all the current events happening? All, like, all current events, yeah. right? It's you like, can find what you want to find, but you just it's so hard to just know truth. Yeah, and it's so frustrating because like I saw the perfect thing. It was a tweet about... It, was, it showed a picture of an NFL game during the national anthem. Right. And the, the picture was a white guy standing with his black teammates oh. kneeling, right? But then it was a tweet that actually said media versus real life and the real life had the full picture and the whole team, there was people kneeling and standing on the whole team. Right. They just found the one five player crop shot. With one white guy, four black dudes. Correct. Yep. And so it's like, that is not what happened, but then it gets posted and then all of a sudden everybody starts reacting to it yep. and you just hear, oh my gosh, the worst of both. I mean, you're seeing the worst of people coming out. Right. You are seeing the best of people. It just doesn't make the news because right. eyeballs aren't taking it, right? But it's so hard because even when you want to try and find like unbiased information, it's really, really hard. It's still biased. Yeah, like it's really difficult to you know, to try so, to form an opinion without being able to be face to face with that person talking to him. <laughs> like it's really hard. Exactly. And if all of us were face to face, things would be a lot more peaceful. Yeah. You know, but so I watched there's a new documentary that everybody should watch. The social dilemma. Yes. <laughs> Have you watched it? I haven't yet. But I've been spreading the gospel, there. dude. Like it I think if people watch it, they'll realize what's going on with the media. Mm -hmm. So it's all of these really heavy hitters in the tech space. Mm -hmm. I mean, the president of Pinterest, the founders of Facebook, like there's some big dogs in it. And basically they've all come together to like tell everyone to, it's, it's a warning. It's like, let, let me tell you what we built. Like here's, they wanted to explain what artificial intelligence is and basically say like, it's not the terminator. (laughs) it's not like a physical thing that's going to take over the world it is it's big it is thousands and thousands and millions of square feet of supercomputers that are getting that have been unleashed and are smarter than us now and their sole purpose in and being is to get you to look at your screens more so they can sell you to advertise so you're being bought and sold we are called users. I love the quote at the beginning. Like, there's only two things referred to as users: drug addicts and technology and, and technology clients or whatever. Right. So we are not the customer. We are a user. The, we are the product. Yeah. So social media and technology exist to sell us time and time again. And what's cool is they use this, like, draw like it's a docu or it's a like a docudrama. Yeah. So to kind of to kind of give you a visualization of the points they're making, they use actors as a family to kind of show you what's going on in families' homes. They talk about teenage girls and suicide and self-harm. It's up like 250% since 2011, which is right when social media hit devices. Yep. And then they also have this thing that they, that is the AI. It's, it's the it's one of the actors from Mad Men, and there's three of him, and it's like three different personalities. It's kind of like that movie Up. Is it Up? No, no, no. Inside What's the Out. One? Inside Out. Like where the where they show inside your brain. Oh yeah, yeah. You know, there's the anger guy. And yeah. So it's kind of like that, and all they're doing is t- 
talking to each other about how to like hold you. Like he's been off his phone for 10 minutes. What do we do? Send a new post notification from Rebecca. He always responds to Rebecca. (laughs) And the longer that they hold you, then they hit this button, like just sold them for $4 and 50 cents to Cabela's. Yeah. And so I was just, I've watched it twice now just with my jaw on the floor because it's so cool to see like what kind of is happening. And when you have all these people that were actually the ones that created the monster and they're saying, pump the brakes, never hit a recommended video, never hit like turn off your notifications because the more you hit those, the more data you're giving the supercomputer and it's just going to get better and better and better. And it's so funny. I've noticed since. So I started playing hockey again. We can talk more about that later, but my son got into it, which has been really fun. And I took him to his first like coaching session the other day. There were 20 parents in the stands. Not one of them were looking up. Not one. Every single one of them was on a phone, a tablet, or a laptop. It, it, I thought I was in the twilight zone. Like their kids are all out and they're just learning. And it's so fun to watch. Like I was so into it. It was just so fun to watch my kid. But I looked around and it just like kind of broke my heart. And so after watching that, like that's why the news is putting all this, like the the whole point of what I just brought up was that picture you talked about. Yeah. That picture is like that because the super computer, I mean this, according to this, a lot of those pictures aren't even chosen by human beings. Mm -hmm. Like the computer knows that that's going to garner a response and that's what's going to make it the most money. That's freaky. Yeah, there's, yeah, there's some there are interesting guests that we're trying to get on to talk more about this kind of stuff because right. I think it's such a huge issue, like such a problem. I mean, recently with the whole Netflix thing with that show, Cuties. Yeah, I was pissed off about that too. You like, know, like I don't, I don't know why we freak out about. Obviously, we should be outraged about that. Half the people out there bitching about cuties let their twelve-year-old daughter dance like a hooker on TikTok. Correct, and, and that's oh, and, and that's the thing that a lot of people are saying. They're like, "Let's be mad about it because we should be right." Like it should, it's disgusting, but let's make sure that we look all around. We get mad at the pe- we get mad at the people who other people tell us to be mad at. Yeah, did you notice that? Yeah, this is a trending topic on Twitter. So, ooh, I'm jumping on. Let's get pissed. But it's like you can't get pissed about that if you support Snapchat with your teenager or TikTok with your 12-year-old daughter. Uh-huh. Like you are doing way more harm than the movie is. Well, yes, like I've heard like through so just the, I think the last week on TikTok it showed a guy commit suicide live. Yeah. And it showed a miscarriage live. I read about that with the fetus and everything. Uh-huh. Like these are like live video streams and they're just popping up on like the main feed of all these people, all these kids, you know, like it is. And what people don't realize is it's not like if it's what this documentary is talking about, like this computer doesn't care about what it's throwing out in front of like these algorithms don't care about harming youth. They care about getting attention. Well, it's all, they're all built and for, kids, they're built for profit. It, totally right. And the longer they Just keep like your the media, eyeballs, it's built the, more for they profit. Make, the more money they make. Yeah. And so it's learning that the more horrible the stuff, the content, well, it's because the more eyes it gets. It's because we're, as a society, I think we're becoming more and more numb. Oh yeah. And so I think it takes more and more sensationalized material to grab our attention. Yep. You well, know, just like with reading, like you have to have like I'm the first to admit, if I'm going to read an article, if there's not like a bold numbered bullet points, like one, two, three, four here, are the main points of this article, if it's all just like within the body of the text, you're not, not going to read it. I'm not about to read it. Yeah. Like I need to be able to in two seconds scan that thing and have an idea of what I'm going to read before right. I'm going to invest the time. Or the headline has to pull you. Correct. Well, don't you think that, sorry, everybody, this is Brent. I'm on mic. <laughs> But don't you feel like the hooks are so deep because it lives behind the facade that it's 
personalized and it's our own. On social media, it's oh, our without friends. a doubt. And so we feel safe. It's a it's an environment we feel like we've engineered ourselves. Or it makes you feel like a horrible person. Like why? Is right, it, and why we don't think I want to see this. I'm and like, we don't realize all those computers in the background that are actually catering to what they want us to want. Right. Well, and that's exactly it. They they you've got all these computers with all this feedback saying, dude, if I show a train wreck, they all watch. It's all and, data. There's so much and data. It just instantly stores that and then starts building off of it. And it's getting so much data every second of every day. And it just gets smarter and smarter. And it, all it is trained to do is make more money. Well, like the, the one and you quote, can't stop it. Like the one quote, like you're, it's the best of times and the worst of times. It's exactly <laughs> yeah. where we're at right now. Man, you know so what I mean? Like, true. cause technology is, it's allowing us to do so much. Yeah. And like, I'm actually really happy that we have the podcast because I'm able to see the good behind social media. Right. Cause like without the podcast, I would be, oh my gosh, like I was already anti-social media. I would be like on a rooftop screaming. It's the worst thing ever, but I've been able to, I've experienced personally like the good that comes from it. Sure. If that's what you're trying to use it for. And if the people following you are any more to get the good stuff, you have to be intentional. Correct. You have to turn on notifications. Like you basically have to outsmart the computer, right? Or the algorithm to say, like basically every person that you want to pay attention to, you've got to turn on their notifications. Otherwise, it's just going to feed you. Or you just have to be really, really intentional and selective on the content you are consuming, right? Right. So like all the people you do want, like don't follow Joe Schmo movie star just because every now and then they post something or... It's true. The more you follow, the more ammo it has to put stuff in front of you. You know, like I went through and even like funny accounts, right? Like... Like influencers in the wild, right? It's a hilarious account, but account. most of the time, it's in like skimpy. It's in girls wearing almost nothing, right? Doing stupid stuff. They're the dumb ones. I know, but here's the thing: like they give us great, comments. but like that's that starts to like build stuff. <laughs> no, I know. You know what I mean? No, you're so exactly it's like, right. The only people to follow are people that you genuinely have an interest in, like right, having a relationship with. And so using social media for what it was probably originally, originally created for as opposed to what it is now oh yeah but i think too many of us use it as like an escape from the reality oh of, i think 98 percent of us of what the world that. is and that's not that's when we get in trouble well and how many that 20 idleness. 30 minute chunks are gone from your life and you didn't even know it yep. it felt like one minute and it's just like it sucks you right in and you look up and you're like oh my gosh that was an hour well, and then your brain, it just, you get used to it. Like I'll even catch myself. I'll be driving and I get to a stoplight and like I, I grab my phone. It's like, like I can't, like it's, there's it's a guy just in that this, documentary that goes, habit. there's two types of people. You either look at your phone while you're pooping in the morning <laughs> or you look at it after you can only be one or the other. He said peen, but we all know what he meant. And it's totally true. Like. It's the last thing we see before we go to bed, and it is the first thing we pick up in the morning when we wake up. Mm-hmm. And it is, and the notifications are completely designed. It's so funny. You'll watch that documentary, and you will notice how crazy spot on it is. Like my phone just beeped right there, and what did I do? Like I'm talking to you, and I still looked at it. <laughs> the other day, I got a it's crazy. My my iPhone popped up with. A suggestion from Siri that I should watch YouTube yes, because I do every exactly day at that time. Is. And I thought, wow, like, I've got to change. And it'll even pick the video for you like, dude, new video from. Seriously. Or even like I'll get in my truck in the morning and it tells me seven minutes to destination. It's like, one, how do you know I'm in my truck? <laughs> Two, how do you know where I'm going? Oh, I don't, how like, the hell? Like I don't have an appointment in my calendar, but you know exactly <laughs> where I'm going and how long it's going to take me to get there. The bagel shop is seven minutes away. It knows. <laughs> Jack's don't. For me, it's Taco Bell. <laughs> it's like, hey, you got to hurry. Breakfast ends at 11. You know, but it's so true. Like you have to, and this is something that's true about everything in life, electronic, social media. It's just like, there's no more just like coasting. No. You know what I mean? There's no more just like going with the flow. 
Nope. Like you have to do things a hundred percent intentional yeah. or you're gone. Like you are a hundred percent concentrated, focused effort or you're lost. It's totally the matrix. Have you ever watched the matrix? Mm-hmm. I mean, it really is turning into that where we are seriously just in another, like it's a different world. We didn't create it and we are just getting sucked right in. And we don't matter anymore. Like all, all we like, <clears throat> like that thing said, we're users. Yeah, we are users, and we are we are the product being sold. They're not trying to sell us iPhones. They're trying to put iPhones in our hands so they can sell us to advertisers. Yeah, they're selling contact and screen time and stuff like that. There's this Harvard professor on there that talks about. She breaks down the percentage of wealth created by this, like through the rest. She said, never in the history of man have there been companies as rich, even half as rich as the technology companies of today. Well, what's crazy is because I'm jumping into this world that I haven't ever really dabbled in before of like the online world, like social media marketing. Right. It's like we're in the Facebook ad space right now on with Earlux. It is really scary how targeted you can get and how smart Facebook is. Like you can tell it exactly the type right. of person you're looking for and it will find them and it knows exactly how to market, when to, right. how often, and then it automatically updates itself. So right. we'll, so we can set a campaign to do X and it will learn that it should probably do Y and it does it automatically. Well, and it also learns, what I learned on this documentary is that it also is a behavioral change tool. Uh-huh. So Facebook is actively trying not just to f- advertise to the right people, but if it's the wrong people to change their behavior so they become the right people. Yeah. That is freaky. You know, there's a whole department at Stanford called the Behavioral Change Marketing Division or whatever. Hmm. It, it was created to learn how to psychologically change people's behavior to be better customers. Hmm. That is freaky as hell to me. And Facebook, Facebook gets talked about a lot in this thing because they, I guess they are like like the pioneer of it. Like they are the ones that really like built this whole like psychologically tweaking people to their, basically their will or their objective. Yeah. And like the main guy that created it is one of these people that is now saying what we did was wrong, but now we can't stop it. Yeah. So the best thing we can do is to make you aware of it. And that's the thing is because there's still so much good there. You just have to, that's what you're going there for, right? Like, I can't believe that I'm going to talk about Anna even in this episode. <laughs> but here she is, freaking Anna. Um, but she talks, even on her social media class, as she's teaching people how to use it for business, she's like, set an egg timer and you get 10 minutes on it. Right. Like you can run your business on 10 minute tranches because you show up, you do exactly what you're there for, and you're off. Right. You know, so it's crazy. But you know, what's weird about that, though, is to me, there's this like conflict of interest. Because you're setting a 10 minute timer, but you're hoping everybody else eats whatever you put up, you know, eats it up and spends time on it and interacts with it. So it's kind of a funny thing because it's like you're setting a timer for you but you are putting material on there that is going to add to somebody losing 40 minutes of their life doing something else. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So it is, isn't that kind of a funny, I don't know. So, but I mean, we have to like that. It's for a small business. It's the only way to really advertise. And you're right. You can put your stuff on there, but you got to be careful about getting sucked in. But, yeah. but really what you're hoping is that other people get sucked in. So they come and like in my space come and eat food and yeah. think like oh bam bams that sounds good today like let's go so anyway sorry my two cents about that whole that whole so why did you start playing hockey again <laughs> off to a happier <laughs> subject <laughs> <laughs> just honestly it might have stemmed from this whole thing we're talking about really just having nothing to bring me joy you know what i mean like i needed something for me and so, you know, there's work, there's family, there's all that. But hockey has just always been the thing I love the most. I mean, the only thing that's ever really matched up to it is barbecue. But, you know, now barbecue's my job. And so, 
and man, I need to get in shape and I just missed, I just missed it. So how long have you been doing it? I mean, I've been playing since I was nine. Well, I know, but just recently. Oh, just two weeks. Yeah. Like I played right before this and I can't feel my legs. <laughs> so I've been going three days a week for like two weeks now. Just trying to get my, cause I joined this over 40 league in Salt Lake that starts next week. And so anyway, just every day it gets a little bit better, but I play for 30 minutes to an hour and then I can't walk for two days and then I play again and I can't walk for two days, but I'm starting to notice some of it coming back. And like each time I go, I have maybe five to six extra minutes of good time before I want to die. <laughs> yeah. And so it's really fun. But my son started playing too, which I think that's even been more fun for me. So it's nice to have it. And if I freaking lose it because of this damn COVID crap, again, I'm going to be so mad. So anyway, so it's just basically me wanting to that's good. get out and have something to be excited about and love. And it's fun to see, like, I've reconnected with it. You know, hockey is a pretty small world in Utah. Yeah. And it's cool because I I go back and all the guys I played college hockey with are still there and they're there with their kids. So it's been kind of fun to reconnect with. Do you have to like text them though while you're there so they actually see your messages? <laughs> <laughs> Seriously. There's a Facebook for drop-in hockey. It's like, who's going today? But no, it's been pretty fun and it's cool to see. You know, it's a funny thing. I wish it would grow in Utah. I don't understand why hockey is not you know, Colorado next door has like five or six kids drafted into the NHL every year. They've got two like super elite college programs. I don't get why Utah has so much less hockey than Colorado, but it's such a fun sport for your kids to play. And, you know, I'm playing at the Peaks in Provo. And they have all these programs where like if you've never skated in your life, like they have equipment. You can rent it for like 40 bucks for a whole season. They have two brand, like rookie clinics a week where you just go out with coaches and they teach you how to skate. And when we were out there the other day, there was a, there were a, like five, five-year-olds out there ripping around. Really? Like you can start kids so young and they love it. Hmm. So anyway, if you're looking for something new for your kid to do, or if you're 40 years old and you want to try something new, there's a lot. My dad, who just wheeled himself into my office. My dad is here, everybody. I'm so nervous. But he's been playing. He started the same year I started. And dad, how long has it been since you skated last? Six years. Six years? So a little bit longer than me. No, it's fine. You don't need He don't need Six, six years. Six years. Thanks, dad. <laughs> um, my dad's got a broken ankle right now. He was mountain biking a black diamond at Deer Valley few months ago and broke it but so he has till january till he can play but he's gonna play again and so it does, i mean you can play hockey till you're 80 years old i'm not saying my dad's 80 years old but <laughs> there's it's a really fun sport so if you're looking for something new that you probably haven't thought about and i'm not being paid by the peaks to say this i'm just saying this is that not a sponsor dad it is not i just maybe it should i be. don't think people ever think <laughs> about ice hockey like, I want to play a sport. It's like, should I join a softball league? I've never thought about hockey, and I even know you. Right? Right. But you don't realize that you could just walk over to the peaks. They'll give you the equipment to, to use for your first few times, and you can go out and learn how to skate and just do something totally different, and it's so much fun, and it's a great workout. But anyway, so that's my that's the positive news in my yeah. life. So let's talk about some other. We've had some awesome guests in season two since our like oh, launch i was nervous about this one i thought we were going to get all heavy again it because we had some heavy episodes since our last recap yeah I mean, i'm just kind of scrolling through and just looking at some of them do you have any specifically that stand out i just know that i've had a lot of fun with all of the lot you know i've i'm known for doing this since the beginning like every episode is my new favorite episode yeah but um, it's so hard for me to think of them in the moment, but you, you spit the names out. Like just recently, the Orson Gigi one, that one stood out to me just because it was in my wheelhouse. Yeah. And I talked a lot more on that one than I probably should have just because we had great guests, but I just was like, I was just 
I don't know. It, it was fun to like, it really brought back like the passion and meaning of why I got into the barbecue behind it and to see them like light up about food. It just kind of brought it out of me. And I don't know. I really, really liked that one. Yeah. They're awesome. I told you the story about this before, but I got made fun of because I do microwave popcorn. <laughs> and so no, not just microwave popcorn, but you press the popcorn button, Well, duh. which makes it like three times as bad. It's not true because it's inconsistent. You have to listen for the pops. It comes out the same every time. Well, yeah, crappy. So I was making microwave popcorn, and I took a picture (laughs) and sent it to Heather. (laughs) Was she super offended? She's like, no. And then she sent me a picture of her making real popcorn. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, my gosh. Yeah. yeah, Oh, Charlie Bird? So that's the thing. Like People have been asking me, like, so what's your favorite episode? And it is... It is impossible. It's impossible. Like, cause there are so many good ones. Legitimately, I enjoy every one, but there have been some recently. For me, they've been fun, not necessarily because I had fun, because I, ha- I think I enjoy almost all of them. Almost all of them. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry, I won't go there. But hearing the responses from some people off of what the episodes have done for them. Yeah. You know, like. It's been crazy. Like Charlie, for example, like he sent us a private message and he was like, I've had hundreds of messages since your podcast. Right. And like, we've had even like close friends that are like, Hey, we had, you know, we've had, you know, I think the one was they had a a son that came out as gay and the relationship with the family just broke. Like as soon as it happened and they're like, I was listening to your episode, literally text him right then. And like they start they start that healing process. Right. And that's insane. Like there's been so many, like the one with Yahosh and Tim and Lena, like I can't tell you how many conversations I've had with people about like race since that episode. I would say that one and Charlie are the one that come up the most. Yeah. Like in my own conversation with people, Mm -hmm. like I have a really close friend that is, we'll just, I won't say he or she, but they are doing the opposite of what Charlie's doing. Like they're LDS, mm-hmm. same sex attraction, but married, straight, you know, basically trying to go the other direction and make yeah. it work. Yeah. And it was just really cool to be able to talk about that and kind of hear both sides because it's a struggle either way. But to hear like a family's talking now because we had Charlie on the podcast. Yeah. That's amazing. Well, like just to see what he's doing and. Like, seriously, you could go through every one, like with Kristen. Yeah. Like that one was, Oh, that was oh. just like a fascinating conversation. Yeah. And even, I don't know. I was too open in that episode. <laughs> 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 you know, and then, I mean, even with Spencer Cox though, like we were talking earlier about Corona and right. having him in here and to be able to get like the government perspective. We need him back it. in here because I'm starting to get rebellious. <laughs> we do need him. We need Some a bull crap. We need a couple people to come back so we can. Yeah. You know, so we can recenter. November elections coming up. Maybe uh. we can get him. <laughs> like it would be. Like, I'd love to have Isaac come back. Okay. So as soon as you were gonna, police. as soon as you were done, that was gonna be. So I'm pre- like right now I'm pretty fired up. Yeah. About law enforcement. Yeah. Like. I don't think people realize how close they are to knocking on the door of police saying, kiss my ass. Good luck. Yeah. We'll see you in a week. Yeah. Like those two cops, like I'm, I'm going to get emotional about it, but those two cops being shot. Yeah. I mean, I have not heard hardly anything about that sitting in their car, shot in the head, both of them for in broad daylight. Where the hell is the freaking outrage for that? Yeah. I mean, what in the hell is going on? And that, so when I saw Isaac on the list since our last recap, like listen to that episode and hear what like a cop has to say. And I mean, what people have turned cops into not people again, right? Because of one dip, you know, or, you know, we hear the amount of time spent on every little shooting and 98% of them are justified and trying to make these cops just evil, right? You don't realize that they're real people that most of them want to help. 
Mm-hmm. They get paid crap money. That's why they got into the job. Yes. I mean, homeboy, Isaac gave up the NFL to be a cop in Provo because he's he's like, I'm Samoan. I'm a different color. I can show people that it, that is okay and be that, that works. bridge between he, both yes. sides. Nicest guy in the world. But pretty soon, I'm telling you, well, I'm it, telling you, you watch if it, we are knocking on that door to where they're going to say, cause they've done it with like specific events. Like, you know what? Have your NFL game. We won't be there. Yeah. You wait till that happens in a city or a state where like the fraternal order of police says we're going on strike. Good luck. Well, oh just, my gosh. It's just so sad because it's everything. This specifically is like an all or nothing type deal, right? Exactly. You know, it's like, Let's take some time. Let's look at it. And it's okay to say both things. Like, it's okay to say that cop was a crappy cop that shot him. And the cops need to reform things. And the cops need some help. And you're a good cop. And I'm grateful for you. Yes. It's okay to say both those things, but no one will. Right. And going back to like finding... It's all polarizing, like you were saying. Going back to before, it's like no one will say that because it's either... It's either... You can only be on one side of the All cops are good and everything is okay. And I have your back no matter what. Right. Or all of them were bad and you should all be fired and you're the scum of the earth no matter what. Like it's either you're one or two. It's like whatever happened to like assessing the situation, acknowledging it. Right. And keeping that contained to that situation, you know, and like to acknowledge, yeah, there, there's probably should be some reform in how they handle situations. There they're doing be- the best they can with what they've got. Exactly. And that. that's what people have to remember is they're not paid much. Nope. There's no money in the but they don't even have bulletproof windshields, people. Like, do you know how many YouTube videos there are of cops being shot through a windshield? Just from they pull someone over for going ten miles an hour over the speed limit, and they hop out of the car and start shooting through the windshield. Mm-hmm. You know, like there's there's departments don't even have the money for bulletproof vests. Like the guys have to provide their own. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, and you want them to be psychologists, marriage counselors, well, that's social workers. They get called on for everything. It's it, like, there definitely needs to be change. Yes. But it's like, it's, I don't know. But that they're defunding. people. Let's, let's help them it's change. The exactly. Answer, right? Like, let's not say you're evil. So like, we have to get rid of you or change you. It's like, what can we do to help? Yeah. Like, can we give more funding, more mm-hmm. training? Like, these are people. Like, how come George Floyd, right? We, I mean- that's all anybody talked about for a month, right? And rightly so. He was a he was a person, a human being, and what happened to him was insane. It was straight up cold blooded murder. I'm sorry, but it's true. But two cops sitting in their patrol car in the middle of the day get popped in the head. Yeah. No one is talking about it. Yeah. I like they're people. Yeah. And that's... I was happy to see Donovan did talk about it. Yeah, And that's great. And some no, are... It's yeah, just, there's been a couple, not, but it's not this big It's huge not outrage. being forced to the top where it's all anybody's talking about because right now, everybody that's talking wants to talk about the other way. Yeah. And so they don't do it. Or the supercomputer's burying it. <laughs> Seriously, you wonder. Like, well, the, no, and you that could wonder, be what you know it is. what's happened. Right. And that makes me feel slightly better about the human race. Because maybe it's just being buried from us, but that's the thing. If you just, I mean, the real world and what the media portrays the world is totally right. So different, but that is the source of our information for most people to know what the other, you know, we're sitting in or in Utah right now. It's like, well, how do I know what's happening in right different places? You have to f- watch the well, news. and it's like you said with the intentional thing. Like, by one nice thing about the social dilemma is I feel like I know what to be watching for now. And yeah. that if I want certain information that I've got to seek it out myself mm-hmm. and they do kind of give you some tools on how to combat the algorithms and everything that are just basically running out of control now. But that's the trick, right? And, and, and that's the, you have like the key to the world today is like verify. Yep. Like someone shares this post and they said, so-and-so said this. It's like, did they? We all got to be careful of that, people. That's another, we'll, we'll call like, this a PSA. Yeah. You know, there's somebody close in my life that loves to retweet and share posts with headlines. Yeah. And I researched those headlines for literally three and a half seconds and realized that they're fake or they say something completely different in the article than the headline. 
but this person thinks that they are like getting their point across with it. And so many people just read a headline like, oh my gosh, you guys share, 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 share. Or they see like a two second video clip. Yes. And then they make this whole article around it and it's like, yeah, that could be true. And it goes both ways. And you look really dumb, by the way, if you do that. <laughs> like, you got to stop it. You got to take a second and not believe every headline and like look into it, Google it, you know, make sure it's real before you share it on your social just, media. Just question it just a little bit. Thank you. What happened to this country? Like, just take We're a- founded on questioning things and saying, suck it. We can do this better. England, you suck. <laughs> right? Like, we were a country that was founded from saying we can do this better, we should have more freedom, this isn't right, but now we're just like turning into a bunch of freaking sheep. And on both sides, it's just everybody. And it's sad, we gotta wake up a little bit. You know what I mean? I know this is a total soapbox thing, but that social dilemma freaked me out. I think that's probably why I'm saying it. It just freaked me out because it's not, when I say sheep, it's not our fault that we're sheep, right? Like there's something a hell of a lot smarter than we are turning us into that. So we've got to kind of just just band you know, together and share the info so we can just keep our dukes up a little bit. Well, to your point, like just being aware that it's there, you're never going to beat it. It's way smarter <laughs> than you. Right. But you, you still know? go to the casino, right? Like, So we can keep it fun. Just like, walk in with 30 bucks. You're, you're never going to beat the house. <laughs> yeah. But when you get up, walk away. Right. You know, so find still enjoy it have do what you do just know that that's happening behind the scenes and that's that's just it right because then it is to honest point where you set your timer yeah like set your timer like check up on your friends see what's going on yeah it is fun and it can be wholesome i think what you said earlier it's something i've never thought of actually and being really like we keep saying intentional we sound like a freaking but stop following people that aren't like doing anything for you because it does it gives more ammo to those algorithms to just pop up notifications and and take you down you know the black hole like if we just follow our friends and family yeah Yeah. you're right like i've really never thought about that but anyway yeah we've got to be so careful with that stuff anyway (gasps) That's what this is for, right? That's true. I'm glad we did a recap. <laughs> we haven't done it for a minute. I think that this is all stuff that people are, you know, need to be talking about right now. And it's so funny. That social dilemma thing, the second I watched it, I'm like, I have got to talk about this somehow. But this might be, this was the perfect opportunity for it. Because it, it it's just education. Well, and hopefully we get a couple guests specifically right. that are in this arena to where we can dive a little deeper and talk about it. Because I think it deserves some more conversation. Well, and I like it. it. It's not, and it's what you said earlier. We're not, it's not about like shutting down social media. And it's just about saying, here's what you have to do to protect yourself and your kids. This is how it works. So the more you understand it, the more you can. Just like with everything, the more you know, the better you can. Protect yourself. The more informed decision you can make right. about everything. Right. You know, but we have to. <sighs> We've had some fun sponsors, some fun guests. Oh, we've had awesome guests. So thanks to everyone who's come on. There's no, like of all the new guests, there's nobody that I put in that little, you know, when I always make fun of yeah. that one guest. <laughs> well, two. There's two. But <laughs> Oh, we're going to start getting messages again. Am I that person? We get messages? No. <laughs> we'll never tell you if you're that person. So don't even ask. But I know who you are. But yeah, no. For anyone who say, asks, the answer is no. It's the answer not is you. no. It's not you. We <laughs> loved you, but I would say, I mean, it's been a. There has ever since those guests, there has been nobody even remotely liked it. Like I have enjoyed every episode. These last seventeen, especially. Well, I'm just looking like since we launched, there have been some awesome. Like season two, I mean, sense of style, high fitness, Yehoshin race, Isaac, Frank. Tiny House. Oh, I got down a crazy rabbit hole with that episode. <laughs> Spencer, Michael, Brooke, I saw the wheels turning during that episode. Female Foodie, Ashley, Dale. I mean, we had Dale Murphy. Dale Murphy and like, Frank Jackson. Like, yeah, it, yeah. It, it's always sad when we do these recaps and we don't mention all of them, everybody, because they all have, you know, recap-worthy parts about them. But yeah, this we've been on a pretty good run. Yeah, really good guests. 
And so. if you like our guests, go support their business. They're they're gracious in coming on the show. I so. did it yesterday. What'd I bought do? a toaster. You did from mm-hmm. Cuisine Geeky. Yep. And I was just going to go on Amazon, and nope, I pumped uh, the brakes. Dude, I was at I was at the Trueware warehouse yesterday. Really? Yeah, I took a buddy over there and got some clothes. Full of medium through extra large clothing. Clothing. They actually brought you up. They're like, we're still working on a shirt for Gams. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> Jerks. Just kidding. But I mean, but oh, we didn't even talk about this. What happened with Betsy and her family? Oh, from Betty's. Holy crap. If you have no idea what I'm talking about. Deserves its own episode. Go and watch Betsy. Yeah. I, I want to get her on. I think it'd be cool to talk about it'd be, it. It'd be so fun to get her and Gentry to come on. If you don't know, she got she was in a plane crash. And they all survived. And But her husband, lucky to be alive. Yes. So crazy story. But anyway, yeah. So yeah, we, got, we have some cool guests that we're trying to get scheduled coming. Um. Thank you for listening. If you have any suggestions for guests, we're always open to suggestions yeah. and connections. So that let us way know. I won't fail on the weeks that I'm supposed to find people. <laughs> <clears throat> what about codes? Codes. We have a few active ones, don't we? We have the Shine, right? Which is Nitty Gritty Ten. We have Perk, which is just Nitty Gritty. I know we have do other we still ones. Have Twisted Silver. I th- I don't know if we do. We should call her Twisted Silver. Dude, Perk's our big main one. Yeah, like they've been with us forever. They're awesome. Well, and they just came out that new product. And wait a second, before you say that, I will say, I've been using blockchain amino acids. I like to <laughs> spell out the whole word, the BCAAs, the new. Oh, I know that's not the newest, but that stuff, like, I legit think it helps because I've been, you know, this ice hockey thing. I'm yeah. like a walking, sore, old man. But <laughs> I'm telling you, that stuff, I really oh, do feel like I recover faster. So I put that. I'm not reading that off a cue card. So shut up. So I put that in Cash's stuff for soccer. Really? Yeah. So in his water bottle. So as he's playing, that's wow. what he's kind of refueling with. That stuff's so good. So yeah, I can't check. decide which one my favorite is. Uh, I don't know. I like all of the. I BCAs think it's the lime one. The lime's so good. Yeah, I think that's my favorite. But, but the, like their new one, the broth. Yeah, I haven't tried that yet. So I'm not a huge broth person. Right. I actually put it in ramen noodle. Oh, really? And to give it to Ivy because that's like her favorite This food. is like protein, right? It's like or, protein and collagen and stuff, yeah. Okay. That's how he stays looking like he's 24 years old. <laughs> Gary. Gary. <laughs> yeah. That bastard. Go. <laughs> Nobody that old should look that ripped and young. How old is he? 55, 54? I think so. Right there. Homeboy looks like he's 27. He's in better shape than I am for sure. Oh, my gosh. Anyway. You're super hot, Gary. <laughs> but, All right. Yeah. So we're going to wrap it up. Thanks for listening. As always, we love you. Share, like, rate, review. Get on the get on all the social media we just talked about and how bad it is and just spend tons of time on there talking <laughs> about us. Just watch Social Dilemma and then tell us what you thought. <laughs> That's what I want to hear. Thanks, guys. <laughs> <laughs>